Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Carolina Panthers taking on the Detroit Lions this weekend. Another chance for the Panthers to try and get their first win against a very formidable opponent in the Detroit Lions. They seem to be following or they seem to be firing on all cylinders and to help us talk more about that matchup on the Body Works Plus guest hotline we have former Lions defensive back Glover Quinn also a host on the Believe Network joining us you can follow him on Twitter at Glover Quinn Jr. Glover how's it doing how you doing and do you have a favorite song on the Blueprint 2 (laughs) album by (laughs) Jay-Z? I'm doing good man how y'all doing? We're doing great Uh, man. You know what? I don't have a favorite song. You know, I uh, I actually didn't even grow up a Jay Z fan. Um, I'm a Southerner, so I I grew up more of a Lil Wayne, Hot Boys type of type of guy. But in my older age, I've, I I like listening to Jay Z music. I just don't have a favorite song. All right, kind of listen and let it vibe. All right, I got you. Ten-year career uh, Glover had in the NFL, and he has 24 career interceptions. And so, Glover, uh, from your days in Detroit to where this franchise is today, just what are your thoughts on the direction that they're currently heading in? And do you feel like that this team is a uh, real contender this year in the NFC? Well, I think, you know, I definitely think that uh, our our contender, you know, I go back to my days in Detroit, and I think this team is right up there where we were um, in 2014. Um, I think we had some good years, my years there with Jim Caldwell, um, and then the Matt Patricia era kind of brought Detroit back down to where it seemed like they were in the dump. Um, but before Matt Patricia got there, you know, we had went to the playoffs in 2014, 2016 season. Um, you know, we had guys offensively, Calvin Johnson, Stafford, Golden Tate, and Reggie Bush, and defensively, you know, two and barely. And, I mean, we had guys. I mean, we had a top defense in, in 2014 and top offense. And I see some of the same similarities with this team right now. You know, they're defensively. They're playing extremely well offensively. You know, they're playing extremely well right now. They they don't, I would say nationally, they don't have just like a huge name. I know Amon Rossing Brown is a bigger name and Jared, Jared Goff is a bigger name. But I don't think they get the national publicity as obviously, you know, some of your bigger names in the league. But they play in really well and they play at a high level. And now they're getting Jamison Williams back off of uh, the suspension this week. So just adding him to the fold of weapons with Sam LaPorter, the first-round tight end they drafted, and Jameer Gibbs. And they like they got a plethora of guys offensively that they can light up the scoreboard. And defensively, they've been doing a great job stopping the run. And you know, Aiden Hutchinson has been playing well, getting pressure on the, pass, on the passer. So they've just been playing really good complementary football. So, Glover, you're a former Pro Bowl defender in the NFL, and from your vantage point, what do you see when you look at this Carolina offense? You know, I I see that that 
you know, it's tough is when you got a rookie quarterback that's the first overall pick, you have to be able to protect him. And there's different ways that you can protect him. Obviously, the O-line is going to be the biggest one, but also being able to run the ball. We can't expect Bryce Young to be a rookie and, you know, sit back and throw the ball 30 times a game and and win a lot of those games, especially when he's throwing the ball to no disrespect. He's had a, a great, solid career. But Adam Thielen, in this, at this juncture in his career, is your leading guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Adam Thielen is still a number one receiver. He could be a really good slot guy, possession guy, but to expect him to go out and put up receiver one numbers, I think that's tough. I don't think DJ Chark has ever been that type of guy. I think all those guys are complimentary guys, but you don't have that one big-time wide receiver. You don't have the big-time tight end. You don't have the big-time running back. So where where does you know Bryce Young get any protection from? Just being able to hand the ball off and say, we're going to rush for 120 yards, and now we're going to throw in a couple play-action passes and not put so much pressure on Bryce Young. So I just think, you know, they got to build some stuff around him, you know, throw up the offensive line, you know, the running game, and, you know, see who they can find or get, draft, whatever, to, to get a formidable top wide receiver that, you know, can strike fear in, in somebody's heart. That's the voice of Glover Quinn on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, former Lions defensive back, now host on the Believe Network. Find him on Twitter, by the way, at Glover Quinn 1N Jr. You mentioned Jim Caldwell, how this is a team that reminds you of back in the day when you guys first made the playoffs with Jim Caldwell in 2014. We know that he's a part of this staff right now here, Glover, and we were excited to have him because of what he was able to accomplish, not only with the Colts when he took over for Tony Dungy, but what he was able to do with Detroit, a franchise not historically making the postseason very often. He was able to do it twice in just four years worth of time. What was it about Jim Caldwell that allowed him to lead the Lions to the postseason twice? Well, he's just a phenomenal leader. I mean, I think, you know, he 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 had a good slew of talent already um, when he captured Detroit. If you think about it back back then, Nobody ever questioned whether Detroit had talent, right? They had a slew of first-round picks, you know, from Stafford, Cavan in 07, Stafford in 09. I mean, they had plenty of guys talent-wise, but they always shot themselves in the foot, right? They played a discipline, you know, didn't play good situation the ball, they had a lot of things going on off the field. You would see them in the news because I remember being in Houston, and that was kind of how we felt about them. They got a lot of talented guys, but they're going to find a way to screw it up. They're going to give up a big play some kind of way. They're going to they're gonna do something. And I think Coach Caldwell came in and really tried to correct those things. Let's fix the off the field stuff. we got to be disciplined off the field. That's going to lead to being disciplined on the field. Big plays. We can't give them up defensively. We have to make them offensively. We got the talent. We just got to steer it in the right direction. So I think he brought that structure, that discipline, that leadership 
that we needed because we had talent. And, you know, he was able to take a team that was 7-9 and nine in 2013 and go to 10-6 and six in 2014. Hey, so, look, yeah. But sorry, go ahead, Glover. I was about to say, so I think that was one of the biggest things, just coming in and just being a leader and harnessing what we got and just steering it in the right direction instead of coming in trying to feel like I got to turn the whole program around, I got to fire everybody in the, on the team, get a whole new team. No, we got good players. We just got to start playing good football. All right, Glover, you talk about all that talent that Detroit had. You're not lying, of course, with guys like Calvin Johnson and Dominican Sue. I want to know, biggest freak you played with. Like, between those two guys are the ones that come to mind with Sue just having crazy strength. Calvin Johnson is Megatron for a reason. Oh, you could include Matthew Stafford with the arm if you wanted to. I just want to know, what was the most physically awe-inspiring athlete that you played with? I would probably have to say, man, you know, Sue Sue was incredible. You know, Sue was incredible. And as a defensive guy, you know, it's, it's hard for me not to pick him. But some of the things that I saw, you know, Calvin Johnson do, and even Andre Johnson when I was in Houston, like some yeah. of the things I saw those guys doing was just incredible from catching passes across the middle, getting hit and then just bouncing right off of it and running 60-, 70-yard touchdowns. Like, just unreal stuff. But then, you know, seeing Sue take on double teams, throw guys out the way, and still get tackled in the backfield, you know, like, and I was a safety, and at that point in my career, I was like, hey, man, I'm tired of tackling these big running backs, dude. Like, y'all need to stop, y'all need to stop letting these dudes run down the field. You know what I'm saying? So I would literally go to Sue and be like, bro, I can't feel you out here, man. I can't feel your presence right now. I need to play. And next thing you know, he dominates this whole series. I'm just like, bro, like, we need this every freaking time, man. So, I mean, he was just – those guys are just freakishly talented, man, and strong, big, physical, athletic. They were fun to play with. Yeah, man, and Sue is always, like, the captain of my all-back alley team like the scariest guy just because he was angry too. Honestly, Glover, I'm a little surprised that you went up to him to try to pep him up. Like I think I feel like he might swing on you. It was the kind of scary that Indomitian Sue was. Did you ever get scared of Sue? You know what? I didn't because <laughs> when I, when I signed their free agency, right. Sue was a leader and they, they brought me in to be a leader. Right. And I think from the way that I work, the way that I carry myself, Sue respected me, and I never backed down from Sue. If I had an issue, I went to Sue and just talked about it. I yeah. didn't try to put him on blast in front of the team. I didn't try to put him on blast in front of the coaches. I went to him as a person, as a man, and just talked to him about it. So I think he had respect for me from that standpoint. He, he respected how I worked. He respected how I handled my business. And so – I could go to him in the game and say, hey, man, we need a play from you. Like, we need you right now. And he wouldn't take that no no kind of way. So, like I said, I never disrespected him to feel like he would ever swing on me. He <laughs> knew every time I came to him, it was it was genuine from a you know, team standpoint of, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm expecting more from you right now.
And that was Glover Quinn Jr. joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Glover Quinn Jr. Glover. We appreciate the time, and we'll see how Sunday plays out for us down here in Charlotte. All right, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you.